Hey, hey, everybody. This is Dr. Patrice Buckner Jackson, but you can call me PBJ. Welcome to another episode of the Heart Work with PBJ podcast, where we are disrupting cycles of burnout for people who do their work from the heart. Oh, yes, my friend, this podcast is dedicated to you, the givers the caretakers, the educators, those who take care of everybody else also need to be taken care of. So I am so honored that you continue to come so that we can have this conversation to refill our cups so that we can go back out in the world and serve in the ways that we are called to serve. Hey friend, before we get into the episode, would you do me a favor? If this episode blesses you, would you subscribe? to this podcast so you won't miss a download. Also, give a rating. Let me know what you think. Leave a comment. Not only will that help me make it better, but this will ensure that this podcast gets out to so many other heart workers. So do me a favor, rate this podcast, leave a comment, and let me know what you think. All right, friend, let's get into it. This week, this week, I feel pressed and led to share it live. So this is episode 34 of Heart Work with PBJ. Um, and I wanted to come into these communities and just share this with you all tonight live so that you can make comments, you can ask questions. But also, this is something that I have been when I say working through, this is something that I've been working through. Thank you. I appreciate the comments on the audio. Um, this is a lesson that I'm still learning. But when I tell you, it is changing everything for me. So I had to come here live tonight to share this with you all so that we could have a bit of a conversation. Tonight, I want to talk about rest as a lifestyle. Now, if you are anything like me, you have used rest in the past as a last resort. I'll keep pushing until I can't push anymore and then I have to rest. Or you have used rest as a crutch. I'll wait to the weekend and I'll get a Sunday nap or I'll wait to the summertime when my students move out and then I'll take a breath then. But if you're also like me, you have learned that that is not something that serves you well. I don't know where we learned that rest is just a, a cheap last resort. It's almost um, considered like a weakness. You know, and we don't say that, but we act that way. We act like rest is a last resort or a weakness when really it's a gift. And when I say rest tonight, friends, I'm not talking about a nap. I'm, I'm not talking about just, and, and a nap is fine, but if you're honest with yourself, we can sleep sometimes and not rest. Our body can be asleep, but our mind is still running. So it's not true rest. So I have been researching and reading and listening and digging to learn how to adopt rest as a lifestyle. I don't want rest to be my last resort. I don't want to resort to rest after I have nothing left. But I believe that rest is a gift. 
that has been given to us. And I believe that we can learn to rest while working. We can learn to rest while working, not, okay, I'm going to push and push and push, but I know on the weekend I can get some rest, or I'm going to keep going until the next school break, and then I can get some rest, or I'm going to keep going until my next off day, and then I can get some rest. That, my friend, is not going to serve you well. Just like when you have a car, and you have a good car, and you put miles on that car on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis. You don't wait until there's a break to put gas in the car. You don't wait until the car breaks down to do an oil change or tire rotation. If you are a good steward of your vehicle, then you know that at regular increments of time, you need to do regular maintenance preventative maintenance on that vehicle so that you will extend the life of the vehicle. So if we love our automobiles that much, how much more should we be attending to our bodies and our minds? Because we need preventative maintenance as well. Not just after something breaks, not just after you're burnout, not just after you're tired, not just after you are ill, but as we're working, as we are serving, we need to be doing things in our lifestyle on a regular basis that helps us restore the energy that we give out on a daily basis. And that is what I'm learning that rest will do for us. You can restore the energy that you're giving out on a daily basis by adopting a lifestyle of rest. I had a a phone conversation with my father-in-law last week. We were on vacation and called to check on them. Elsa was coming through, wanted to make sure they had done all the things and they were ready. And, um, we were talking about my husband and I being on vacation and he was saying how proud he was of us resting. And he said something that really, really stuck with me after that. He said, you know, while I was working, I had to learn to rest while I was working. And I said, Papa, you got to tell me more about that. We call him Papa Jay or Papa. I was like, Papa, you got to tell me more about that. He said, I had to learn that I had to find spaces of rest throughout the day. That I had to make spaces to give my mind a rest, even when everybody else was going crazy. He said, I had to find my moments of peace, my moments of silence. I had to make it happen because it wasn't sustainable to just rest whenever I got a break. He was a truck driver. So rest was essential, not only for his work, but for his safety. And he told me how he had to make time to rest. He couldn't wait for people to give it to him. He couldn't wait for somebody to give him permission to rest. He had to make time to rest in order to stay safe and in order to continue doing a good job. And it stuck with me so much that we need preventative maintenance. We need a lifestyle of rest so that we can sustain the energy to do what we've been created to do. You know, we are in this day and age where you say the word self-care and it means a whole lot of different things to a whole lot of people. There was a time where self-care was kind of just, oh, don't even bring that up. That's just foolishness. Keep working and get the work done. And now it's more acceptable. But when you hear it, you think of maybe a facial or a walk 
or a good nap, which is fine. All of that is fine. But I'm here to tell you that I feel like we need to go a little deeper than self-care. I think we need soul care. We need soul care. I'm talking about care for the seat of our intellect and the seat of our emotions. That's what our soul is, our mind, not just your physical brain, but the seat of your intellect and the seat of your emotions needs care. And in order to give that care, we need to adopt the lifestyle of rest. Over the last few weeks, y'all, I have heard sermons and read books and articles on rest, some that I've sought out on my own and some just popped up. I know when I'm supposed to dig into something because it's everywhere. I just see it everywhere. And that's what's been happening concerning this rest topic. It's been popping up everywhere. And I watched a sermon series, uh, Pastor Robert Madu, M-A-D-U. Um, He's the pastor of Social Dallas Church. They did a series on rest. They started on Mother's Day, and I think he did four or five sermons concerning rest. And the whole series is good. So I encourage you to go out on YouTube and find that. But at the beginning of every one of those sermons, he described how God gave us a, a rhythm for life. Like God set out a rhythm for life. And at the beginning of every sermon, Pastor Madhu would do this. (sighs) Think about that rhythm. It stuck with me. One, two, three, four, five, six, rest. He talked about if the creator of the universe stopped to rest. Not that he needs rest, he's God. But in setting out a pattern, a rhythm for us to live in, he showed us the way it should be done. Work, 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 rest. So why can't we adopt a lifestyle and a rhythm of rest in our lives? And listen, we're not here to argue what day and that kind of thing. That is not what this is about, child. That's your business. You pick your day. I am here to encourage you to consider that if the creator of the universe stopped and took a day to rest, Why can't you? We make all of the excuses. And if you want an excuse, you'll find one. I promise you, excuses are never far away. If you want an excuse, you will find one. But I also know what we want to get done, we'll find a way to get it done. Whatever it is, if we want to get it done, we will find a way to get it done. So, what I want to encourage you with today are three reasons to rest and three ways to rest. So we're going to go over three reasons you should rest and three ways you can find rest as a lifestyle, as a lifestyle. So the first reason I want to encourage you that you should rest is rest prevents tired. Think about it. We resort to rest 
after we're already tired. But rest was created to prevent tired. Rest was created to prevent frustration. Rest was created to prevent overwhelm. Rest was created to prevent burnout, not to be the answer after it already has happened, but to be the reason or the prevention mechanism that you never get there. Imagine if you can do your work and live your life and never have to be caught in this cycle of busy and never have to call yourself tired because you're resting appropriately. So rest is prevention of tired, not just napping, not just sleeping, but rest. And we're going to talk more about what we mean by rest here in a moment. The second reason that I want to encourage you to rest is rest is an act of faith. Being stuck and busy, being on the hamster wheel of busy. And when you live your life that way, what you're saying is it's all on me. It's all on my shoulders. If I don't do this, it's not going to work. It's not going to work out. Something is going to fall apart. Something is going to be a mess. I have to run this race on this uh, hamster wheel. Rest says, I trust If I step away for a moment, if I step away for a day, if I step away for a week, it's all going to be okay. Rest is an act of faith. I have told you all on the podcast before that when I hit my rock bottom of burnout and I, I left my job, I had convinced myself prior to that that I had to work ragged. I had to work all those hours. I had to work that hard because if I didn't, it would all fall apart. And what would the students do? And what would my team do? Guess what? When I left, they all kept moving. They all kept living. They kept learning. They kept doing. I'm not saying that there wasn't a void. What I am saying is the world does not revolve around PBJ and it does not revolve around you. People will breathe. They will get up tomorrow. They will do what they need to do in your absence. Now, I love you, but I got to tell you the truth. They will do what they need to do in your absence. Rest is an act of faith. Understanding that I have a role, I have a place, I have a space, I have a responsibility. But when I need to step away, I can do that and it's all going to be okay because it's not all on me. Ultimately, I trust God. Ultimately, I'm here to do what he's called me to do anyway. So if he doesn't do it, it won't get done anyway. Rest is an act of faith. Finally, rest is an act of obedience. Remember the rhythm. One, two, three, four, five. Six, we were given a rhythm for life. We were given a pattern to follow by the creator, the one who created us. Rest 
is obedience. Rest is knowing that he knows best and living in the pattern that he ordained for us. Let's talk about how you do rest as a lifestyle. Because I've really struggled with what it means to rest and work. Because in my mind, those things didn't go together very well. I never understood that resting and working could, could go hand in hand. So I had to do some study and some reading to figure this out. So I want to share with you what I learned. In order to adopt a lifestyle of rest, you need daily, you need weekly, and then you need an escape. Let me say that one more time. You need daily, you need weekly, and you need an escape. And I got I got this. I got this from the word of God. I got this from the Bible, but I know I'm not the first to say it, but I'm sharing with you all what I found. So the first is your daily. In the book of Psalms, if you read the book of Psalms, many times you will see after a verse or after a chapter, the word Selah, S-E-L-A-H, Selah. And when you study that word, it's not actually meant to be read aloud. Selah is a technical musical term in the book of Psalms. And it literally means to pause and think about that. It's a stop, a musical stop or an interruption. And as I was thinking about my days, and I don't know about y'all, I mean, I'm just going to tell the truth. There are some days that I don't even stop to go to the restroom. Not proud of it, not continuing it, but this is the truth, especially in the days of the pandemic with all the meetings on, on Teams and on Zoom and online. There are literally days that there are meetings back to back to back, to back, that in order to go to the restroom, I would have to leave one early or be late to the next. And there were too many times that I would choose to just wait and stay in the meetings instead of taking care of what my body needed. That's just me. I might be the only one, but I'm telling y'all the truth. Not continuing it, but that's what I've done. What I'm learning is Selah is a small pause a small break. I've taught myself over the years that I don't have time. I don't have time to break. I don't have time to stop. I've taught myself over the years that I'm too busy to stop. And and I, I guess I thought that if I didn't have a full day or a half day or a whole hour, you know, or a whole hour. I see you, Wendy, working through lunch. I have someone in my heart work uh, academy who forgets to eat lunch. She shares she forgets to eat lunch because she gets so busy and she'll get to the evening and realize I haven't eaten today. So we all have our thing. I was convinced that if I didn't have a strong, a long stretch of time, then I couldn't stop. But I'm learning as I study Selah, that you take the little time throughout the day. If it's three minutes, if it's five minutes, if I have 10 minutes, if I mess around and have 30 minutes, it is on. 
whatever small amount of time you can find throughout your day to stop and think about that. That's what Selah means. Stop and think about that. We can't even be creative because we're giving up our think time. We're giving up our think time. We are in so many meetings and so many projects and back to back to back to back. We can't even come up with creative solutions because we are sacrificing our think time for busy. Selah teaches us that you can stop for a moment. You can stop for a moment. You don't have to take a whole day. You don't have to take a whole hour every day. But stop for a moment. Take care of your body. Take care of your mind. Think about the challenge. Write it down. Breathe. Say a prayer. You can use the Calm app that will take you through a meditation. You can walk downstairs and walk back upstairs, walk outside, take a big breath of fresh air and come back in, whatever it it takes. But you will be amazed what a moment will do for you. Just a moment. Because we say we take a moment, but you don't. Because we're checking email during our lunch or we're making a phone call or we're checking email and and, uh, instant messages between meetings. Those are not breaks. That's not a stop. Selah means to stop and think about that. So where are your opportunities throughout the day to actually stop for a moment? three minutes, five minutes, 30 minutes, stop for a moment and just have some quiet, just have some silence, just do something to restore your soul, to restore your body, to restore your mind so that you can continue to do what you were called to do. Love going for a walk. Perfect. Perfect. A short walk at that. You don't have to walk for a mile. Walk outside, walk to the parking lot, turn around, come back, get some fresh air, but take a Selah throughout your day, at least once every day. Make the time. I almost said find the time. Mm -mm, Don't find it. Make it. Make the time to do it and it will refresh your whole mind. It will give you what you need. It's those short bursts throughout the day that will give you what you need to get through that day. So when we're adopting a lifestyle of rest, if we learn to sailor throughout the day, then it'll give us those short bursts throughout the day to get through the day. Next, I want to talk about Sabbath. I want to talk about Sabbath. So another biblical term, right? And again, this is not about what day it is. mm -mm, We're not doing that today. But what we are doing is the value of taking 24 hours. The value of taking 24 hours to rest, to stop. I love the, um, the definition of Sabbath when you really research the root of the word. It means to cease and desist. I love that. That's so powerful to me. Cease and desist. You know, if somebody was taking your brand or taking your idea or whatever, you get with your attorney, your attorney will send a letter called cease and desist. It means stop it right now. 
stop. Sabbath is a stop from work. It's a stop from work. I have a sister friend, Lindsay, um, and Lindsay is a businesswoman. She's an op- entrepreneur. She's a wife. She's a mom. Her her little boy, he's a toddler. Well, he's maybe a little older than toddler, but he's a baby. He's a baby. And she takes a Sabbath day every Wednesday. Every Wednesday. Now, her own business, it's all on her. She is an entrepreneur, but she takes a Sabbath day every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, she's off. No email, no meetings, no work. She's off every Wednesday. And since she started doing that, she's seen her business flourish. Well, I got a nine to five PBJ. I can't take every Wednesday. Okay. Can you take Friday night to Saturday night? Can you take Saturday night to Sunday night? 24 hours to rest, relax, enjoy to stop. And when I say Sabbath, I'm not talking about this retreat away to the silence in a cave somewhere, can't talk to nobody. That's that's not what I'm learning. And again, I'm learning, right? I'm doing this research. But what I'm learning is Sabbath is family time. It's joy time. It's worship time. You're not cleaning the house. You're not washing the dishes. You're not checking the email. You're not having meetings. You're not doing any of the things except what brings you joy and what worships God. That's all you're allowed to do for 24 hours. I'm learning how to incorporate Sabbath into our life here in the Jackson household. On a weekly basis, we're working, you know, it's so interesting. We have to retrain ourselves because you end up working before you even know it. You end up washing a dish or vacuuming a floor, dusting something or checking an email on your phone. We are so programmed to busy. We are so programmed to busy that we have to intentionally stop ourselves. But can I tell you when we do it well? My spirit feels refreshed. My mind is refreshed. I've been reading. I want to tell you all about two books. Um, So the first one is called The Ruthless Elimination of Busy. Let me say that again. The Ruthless Elimination of Busy by John Mark Comer, C-O-M-E-R. This one has taught me so much about Sabbath. It's taught me so much how to step aside for rest, for worship, for engagement with my family. And then the second one I have here is called The Obedience Obedience Over Hustle by Melinda Fuller. Obedience Over Hustle by Melinda Fuller. These two books are teaching me so much about Sabbath and how we can apply it to our lives. We do understand that our culture is different than the culture of the Bible days, and it's much different. So it's not as easy as taking what folks did in the Bible and applying it to your life. Not like that. It it doesn't work like that. But there are ways to apply the principles um, to our lives, even in the culture that we live in right now. So I encourage you to to check out those books, check out those resources and learn how to Sabbath. That's your weekly rest. So Selah is your daily. 
That's your little burst. That's your few minutes to just kind of get your energy back, just to kind of bring things down for a minute so that you can think clearly, not to take on somebody else's anxiety and mess. Let them have their own backpack. Let them have their own anxiety, their own mess. But how to exist in all of that and not take it on, you need your Selah. You need your moment. So have your moment. That's your daily. Sabbath is your weekly. That's your 24 hours of rest, joy, and worship. 24 hours, however you find to do that. And remember those book resources to learn more about the Sabbath. And then the last one I want to encourage you with is sabbatical. Now, sabbatical is an extended time away sabbatical, you know, I work in higher education and we use it a lot for faculty members who might travel to do research or to write a book. So instead of teaching like they would normally do, they would go away from work. They would separate themselves from work to go do or learn or be exposed to something else. The word sabbatical connects back to Sabbath. It means the same thing. It means to rest. It means to cease and desist. But we use it in the terms of a longer period of time. I believe that we all need to find a sabbatical time, a time where you literally separate, where you are physically away, right? I I told you that uh, Rev J and I just got back. We had a vacation last week and we didn't go out of the country. We didn't do anything fancy this year. There was a lot going on. Okay. So we didn't do any of that this year, but we did go a couple hours away. And we did go to a location that was quiet and that was beautiful. And we just rested. We did not fill an itinerary with stuff to do. We literally slept in. We ate good, took naps, and spent time. And it was perfect. And I haven't always been able financially to go away on great vacations, but is there uh, a part that you can go to? Is there, it, there are so many solutions, but find a way to be physically away. And you can't do this very often, but find a way to be physically separated so that you can be in a different environment so that your mind, your body, your spirit can rest. So we've got three ways to incorporate rest as a lifestyle, your daily Selah, your weekly Sabbath, and then your extended whenever you can sabbatical to get physically away, physical separation from your everyday. Sometimes it's not just the doing, but it's the thinking that your environment creates that causes you to be stressed out. Sometimes just being in a place causes you to be anxious because of the environment of that place. Find places and spaces and ways to get away. I remember there was a time that I didn't go to conferences. This was a long time ago. In my career or in my profession, we do conferences a lot. Um, That's where we go learn and connect with colleagues. 
And I had stopped going to conferences because the budget was tight and I wanted to save that budget for my team to go on conferences. I wanted to spend that for them. But a a certain conference came up and I submitted a proposal and my proposal was accepted. So I was presenting. So I had to go. And going to that conference taught me not to give up my conferences, not in a selfish way. But I came back a better leader. I came back a better wife, a better supervisor, a better PBJ. I came back a better student advocate, not just because of what I learned at the conference, but just being away out of my environment, learning how other people do it, observing what they do at their colleges and universities just made me better. So find ways that you can be physically away 24 hours, two days, three days, a week. It's not going to fall apart. It's not. They'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Who's going to take care of my kids? Leave them in the hands of somebody you trust and say goodbye. Who's going to take care of my work? Do as much as you can before you leave and schedule time to catch up when you get back. You'll be better for it. You'll be better for it. There's scientific research that shows that we are more productive after we give our brain a break. So that's what I got for you, friends. I appreciate you all. I see you in the chat. Thank you, Wendy Mercer. Um, Thank you so much to everybody. My sister, Wynn. Thank you, Wendy Wilson. Thank you all for being here. I'm not sure who all is here, um, but I appreciate you all for joining me tonight. Like I said, I just really wanted to share this. And this is something that I will continue to work through. It's something that I will continue to learn. But I had to share with you all what I am learning. I'm glad I did it live as well. I hope you all enjoyed this. And if you do, let me know. Um, And maybe we'll do a few more episodes live so that we can engage. Okay. All right. Y'all have a good night. Tomorrow, find your Selah. That's your assignment. Three, five, 30 minutes. Find your Selah, your moment of quiet, your moment to refresh. I encourage you to do that for yourself because you deserve it. Now, as always, you know what I'm going to say. You are powerful. You are significant. And you are loved. Love always. I appreciate y'all. I see the love in the chat. I appreciate y'all. Love always, PBJ. Mm-hmm.